Episode 38, Is Your Bedroom a Sanctuary? Welcome back to One Extraordinary Marriage, where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of intimacy. You're here with Elisa DiLorenzo. And Tony DiLorenzo. And we want to welcome you to tonight's episode. We are going to be getting into some really fun conversation, talking about your bedroom and, and doing some different things this week. Um, but we yeah. always start with what we've done this past week and got some fun things to share with you guys. Monday was Labor Day. And yeah. Can, uh, before we go into that, I, I just want to say thank you to all, everybody. Go for it. Because I think, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I, Elisa and I were just talking about how you know, if you find our podcast interesting and you're enjoying it, to share it with your friends, your family. And we just want to say thank you to you guys because in all honesty, in the last few weeks, we've had a number of new listeners coming on board. A lot of you are emailing us, telling us that you're doing the 60-day challenge or the 7-day challenge. And we just can't thank you enough. Mm -hmm. I mean, truly, One Extraordinary Marriage podcast wouldn't be what it is if it wasn't for you guys. I mean, you, you guys are just awesome. And, you know, it, it, it's just cool. We're, we're thankful. And, and I sort of, uh, right before we got on the air here, is I jumped onto the iTunes store just to see what you guys are saying about us. And thank you. Thank you. I We have 15 ratings, a four and a half star. Mm. And you know what? That's cool. And if you haven't rated us, go do it. Because that shows other people that, we're worthy of listening to. Mm -hmm. And that's huge. And we're going to read some emails tonight about the difference that this podcast is making. Um, so rate us five stars if you can. <laughs> we <laughs> like the blunt. five star rating, but yeah. honestly, you know, be honest. Yeah, be candid be in honest. your ratings. We do. We, uh, we don't. You guys know that that's, that's something that we hold dear. Um, integrity and honesty and so you know be truthful yeah read the reviews and if you like one of the reviews hey click yes if you want to leave your own review let us know what we're doing and let others know because truly our goal and we haven't said this often enough it, our goal is to talk about sex to christian couples it's not talked about enough in a, a, a manner that we seem fit and we're just a married couple, Christian married couple that believes that sex and intimacy and the six forms of intimacy that we talked about and stripped down are necessary to make your marriage amazing. Well, not just necessary, but they're possible. They're possible. You can, you they can have really amazing sexual intimacy. You can have, you can be deeply intimate with people, with your spouse on all of these different levels, mm -hmm. emotional, intellectual, A and just financial, spiritual, just because you have faith that backs that up actually means that it can be even that much more mind blowing when you yep. share that faith. Um, and so, and you know, our story, you know, where we've been and the last two years of where we are now and it, it's possible, you yeah. know, and, and if you haven't listened to what if that tells our story from now to two years prior. Mm -hmm. And so we, we asked you to get up and what if, what if you did something 
extraordinary in your marriage. Doesn't have to be sixty days of sex. Doesn't have to be seven days of sex. It could be something that is just very. Um, it, it pertains just to you guys. Something that you guys enjoy doing together. Yeah. Heck, what, if, what if you changed one thing? Yeah. In your marriage today for the better. Yeah. When I hiked the Pacific Crest Trail. Happy anniversary, by the way. Thank you. Oh, that's right. Today, 10 years ago, I completed the Pacific Crest Trail, which is a hike from Mexico to Canada. Mm-hmm. 2,650 miles. Thank 58. you. I'll give you the extra eight. Thank you. You probably did a few more than that. Yep. Elisa, when I finished that, Elisa and my folks met me up in Manning Park, British Columbia. That's where it ends. It starts here in California, just east of San Diego. And after four and a half months on the trail, that last part, we didn't see each other for two months because the last time we saw each other was July 4th. Yeah, it was that July 4th in uh, Lake Tahoe. In Lake Tahoe. So we didn't see each other for two, two yeah. and a half months. All of Oregon, all of Washington, part of right. California. It, and it was a joyous occasion to see Elisa. Little did we know about two, three weeks later, we were about to end our marriage. And that was 10 years ago. But that's a story for another episode. Yeah. So <laughs> after after we wrap up, that's actually one we should make a note of. After we wrap up the uh, the small group study on strip down, we should go back and revisit and talk about. Yeah, that, we almost uh, got we almost got a divorce back then. That was the one and only time that that word came up in our marriage. So, so you have to tune in for a few more episodes right. to find out about that story. <laughs> so anyway, thank you guys. I just want to say it from my heart. Thank you. It, it's it is a joy to have you guys responding to us. Mm. It's just, it's awesome. Um, go to the Facebook fan page. I've been throwing up a bunch of stuff up there to, um, to just get your minds thinking. I'm, I'm really just searching the web for some fun articles, some different articles, things that just to make you think, um, some of them may, may throw you askew. You may not like it. Totally cool. Some of them, you may like it. That's cool. I mean, you can tell us either way, it's just to make you start thinking a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's about. Uh, you know, some stuff you filter through, some stuff you you um, you grab onto it and, and you go for it. And that's what I do a lot of, you know, when people come to me talking about certain stuff, I, I do the same thing. So, all right. Praise you guys. Thank you. So let's go on to our, uh, onto our week. Yeah. We had Memorial Day, which was a... Labor Day. Labor, oh, Labor Day. Yeah, it's the end September. of the year. So we had a, a fun Labor Day with some friends over that uh, have kids the same age as our kids. Yeah. It's really fun. Very laid back. The girls are at the age where they are starting to perform. So they put on a puppet show slash play with us. And it was quite the production because they, um, they were using finger puppets. Oh, they were yeah. all of about <laughs> an inch and a half tall. Yeah. And they had this elaborate, you know, blanket fort type thing. And they were just, you know, much to their brother's entertainment, their brothers were having a hard time not laughing hysterically. Oh, the, 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 the kid, the boys were just the boys were typical oh, older boys. brothers when their younger sisters were trying to do something, and mm-hmm. so so neither after to we say banished dads them, were not uh, happy with <laughs> the boys. After we banished them, there was quite this little production by the girls, and so that was a lot of fun. And um, one of the things that we had mentioned to you guys last week that we had talked about, you know, finding something that the two of you can do together, do something physical, do, you know, get out, take a hike, go for a run, go for a swim, go to the park, go window shopping, whatever it is. Well, lo and behold, in this last week, we've received an invitation to participate in an event here in San Diego. 
And for those of you that are local, I'm putting out a big plug for this one. It is um, the Monster Dash put on by the OWC at Miramar. Who's the OWC? It's the Officer and Wives Club. Okay. And this is an event um, that is special to me because actually a girlfriend of mine who is a military wife is the event um, coordinator. But what they're doing is they are raising funds to provide scholarships for military dependents, both wives, mm-hmm. well, spouses and children um, mm-hmm. for their education. You know, these are men and women and children who um, put a big chunk of their lives on hold sometimes mm-hmm. when mom or dad is deployed. And it's a 10K, a 5K, there's a 1K like fun run for the younger kids. Um, it's actually the 20, it's the Saturday right before Halloween. So I think that's the 29th, oh, October 30th. See, that's why I, that's why I have all those links handy. Um, yeah. And they actually, you know, you can come in costume. You oh, can cool. Do, you can do all kinds of fun stuff. And so we actually as a family are going to do the 5K. Um, right. So it's, we're not biking though. No, I'm sorry. You're going to have to actually move your legs attached to the ground. Okay. No wheels. <laughs> the only one that gets to be on wheels is Abby, and that's only because she will whine if we try and get her to do yeah. a 5K. So those of you who are in San Diego, we would love to um, to meet you. And if this is something that you and your spouse and your family would love to do, drop us a note. We can do like a rendezvous down there once we get closer, figure it all out, and it would be awesome if we could... Uh, we can meet and hang out for a 5k. We're just doing that one because of the absters <laughs> and they allow us to bring a stroller for that one. But, um, it, just a huge, a, a huge plug to our friend, Aaron, who, who does do this and, um, all that they go through. It, it's, uh, it touches home because we do live here in San Diego and we have numerous friends who, uh, are in the military and do get deployed for, long periods of time so and that's why we're doing this and another part of it is that uh, it's part of our recreational intimacy elisa and i don't do a lot of our exercise together we uh we do some fit marriage work workouts together at times uh we tend to do a lot of our stuff separately i'm a big cyclist as many of you know in case you haven't heard him mention that on the last 37 or so episodes get out of here hey and um <laughs> but this is a fun way for us to to just go hang out um you know, work out and work towards something, a goal for us and, and to get the kids involved as well. So love to have you join us. I'll put, uh, we have a link for the link website in the show notes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And also this week, what happened? I went up to the true face intensive and many of you have heard me talk about Bose cafe. Fantastic book. Uh, I was invited up there to meet John Lynch and Bruce and Bill, the authors of that book, they have another book called True Faced and they talk about these 10 truths, um, really cool stuff and stuff that I think we're going to try to dive into a little bit more, uh, here in the future. It's almost a a little bit of a paradigm shift in, in certain areas for me. And I wanted to relay one of those areas to you guys. One thing we've talked about in the last... 36 episodes is having an accountability partner. Mm. And I, and I believe in this, um, something they mentioned, which was really interesting to me that got me thinking a little bit is having a protector. So one is you, one as, as a spouse, you give your, you're giving your, 
you give permission to your spouse to know everything about you. And, and by doing that, you, you are actually asking for their protection. And this is sort of like a shield, sort of the armor of God on you. And not like accountability. I think one of the guys in there said, you know, when you hear accountability partner, what do you think? Chain and whip. Oh, you didn't do it. I got you. You know, you sucker. You didn't do it. Where really when I am divulging information to Elisa and I'm letting her into the deepest part of my life and who I am, I am also asking her to protect me. I'm asking her to shield me. So something that I'm really trying to, trying to grasp and understand. So uh, personally, I, I think it's, it's right on. Yeah. I mean, you came back very um, fired up. I, I was, I, I, I thought I mean, it was you were excited cool. about going and I think it was just everything that you had hoped it would be and more. Yeah. And it was just, it was just fantastic. The guys there, if you haven't picked up um, Bo's cafe, I'll put a link again. Fantastic book. It, it's even one of my buddies that uh, came up with me. He, he read the book and just, he loved it. So that was cool. We had date night this week. We had date night. Yes, we did. This was uh, Tony's month to plan. And so he actually. Take the lead was my month. Take the lead. Yep. Month of September. And so he. Oh, you're looking at me. I thought nope. you were going to interject. Um, we went up to Stone Brewery. It's actually a local brewery here in Escondido. Escondido. And so we took a the brew tour and that was very very fascinating all kind of the science and the the business side of everything that goes into you know yeah here's one of the things that we're trying to do too more is with our take the leads and our date nights instead of just plopping down at a restaurant because at least and i could put poway sushi almost every month and be happy with that and not really say much to each other or learn anything new you know, just culturally or I don't know what, you know, just not. We're just trying growing. to expand our horizon. Yeah. And so we're really trying to go, okay, what are some fun things we can do? Um, doesn't have to be expensive. Obviously, a brew tour is free and you get free tasters afterwards. Well, I Beautiful. don't know if that's an obviously, but it is at Stone Brewing. Yeah, most most brew, brew houses do that. Okay. They, they'll do free tasters at the end of a tour. Um so that was fun. We did stay for dinner, which was fantastic. I just have to put a shout out to our waitress, Kim. Oh, she was fantastic. She was phenomenal. We ended up sitting outside on the patio. Which was really cool because they had this fire, big old fire pit. And then they had this cool waterfall. So we had fire and water going on. And, and a heat lamp ro- right by me. And it was romantic. And you could just feel the passion between us. There's like electricity going on. And it may have been because Elisa had too many tasters. I was going to say, I think that's probably the alcohol, not the fire water thing okay. you got going on. Um, <laughs> but Kim. I, I like to think it was a fire in the water and just my good looks. You've really kind of got this ego thing going on. Ever since you got those new sunglasses? I don't know. Perhaps we should have a picture of the sunglasses or you Dude, in the those sunglasses. sunglasses. Those sunglasses are hot. That's what you tell yourself all the time. You've told me you a sa- number of times. You, you, Okay. We're sitting there at dinner tonight. I'll get back to Stone Brewery in a minute and Kim, our waitress. We're sitting at dinner tonight and Tony, you know, the kids are actually doing pretty, pretty well at dinner. They're not like bouncing around. All of a sudden Tony says, okay, I have something really important I want to say. <laughs> I'm thinking it's going to be, you know what, kids, you've played really well together tonight. This and that. It's been a really enjoyable day. No, what does my dear sweet husband say? He says, kids, I just want you to know your dad's good looking. <laughs> 
<laughs> so in case you ever wonder if Tony has an ego problem, he doesn't. No self-esteem issues on the other side of the microphone. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. Yes, honey, just you're attractive. Fun. But it was just really kind of one of those like totally out of left field types of yeah, comments. You know, sometimes you got to just throw a little different. Just got to have fun. Got to have fun. Gotta so laugh. Kim, our, Kim waitress. our waitress, we're sitting yes. outside. Beautiful evening. I mean, it was this great San Diego fall evening, but it's dark out there. They have little yeah. they have little candles on the table, but unless you're sitting right at the fire pit, I don't know how they expect you to read your menu. Right. It, no, it was it, it, it was at the point where I was just like, well, pick something to eat and all. Yeah. Because <laughs> Elise and I were going to, we, we share too most times now. Um, that's only because portions are so large that we can't yeah. eat a whole thing. Hey, that's, that's another thing. If you guys are, if you're going out and you're on a budget, share a plate. I mean, honestly, asking what's large. <laughs> yeah, plate sizes are astronomical, and you don't need to be taking that many calories in. It just, That's you just true. don't. I mean, it's, it, it, it's ridiculous, and and the cost is ridiculous. So we share plates. That's what we did. But Kim had these handy dandy little lights, like light magnifier glass thing. Yeah, I know. That she just so looked at. She's like, oh here. This way you don't have to strain your eyes to see. And I just thought, oh my gosh, she's getting a huge tip because I can actually read the menu. I'll be ordering something. Yeah. Um, the service was, she, she was She phenomenal. was phenomenal. Just she's, an absolute sweetheart and really kind of made the evening. But yes, um, going back to the tasters, I did take advantage of all four of my tasters, but I have become such a lightweight that between those four tasters and the, and the one we, beer that we shared at dinner, Poor Tony. Um, so Wednesday, Thursdays, and Fridays are my nights. Yeah, so those are uh, Elisa's nights to take the lead and sex. initiate in and the bedroom. So Wednesday and Thursday. Or outside of the bedroom. And for those of you who have seen our latest video, if you're not on uh, Marriage Minute Monday, you can catch what I think on Facebook. I put it up there. Is that the emergency kit one? The emergency kit. Okay. So here's what happens on Friday night after dinner. Oh, actually, during dinner, we kind of have one of those aha moments that we've packed the emergency kit. For the video. But it's not with us. And actually, did you find it? Do you know where you no, we put it? I don't know where it is. Okay, so we have a stray emergency kit wandering around, but it wasn't with us Friday night. Okay, so there's a problem. Pack the packed emergency kit, not with us. I know. One. And go? two, we come home and I am just like, I lay down to put Abby to bed and I kid you not, I was having a little bit of that spinning sensation from too much alcohol. And I'm like, oh, this is not good. No. And I good. couldn't even read to Abby. My eyes were hurting so bad. I'm like, oh, sorry, honey, we're just going to cuddle and go to sleep. So I put her to bed and then I literally go and just like fall down on our bed. And Tony says, you understand it's Friday, right? And I said, yes. And I like brushed my teeth and went straight to bed. So I did not hold up my end of the bargain for my three days. I was, I, I like don't even remember actually going to sleep. It was kind of like, I remember laughing that yes, I do remember it's Friday, uh, but I'm going to bed. <laughs> so no love for Tony on Friday. My thing was too, was we also had um, Wednesday, Thursday. So anyways, Here's what often on date night though if we've got date night the same month mm -hmm. we or same week i understand i, I felt rejected that's all <laughs> i will have to say that i was bummed i was intoxicated i i don't care we had sex when we were intoxicated many years yes but i'm marriage. very old now get, get i, I couldn't handle my little drinks 
I used to be able to handle that and much more. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, and I have apologized. I, I no no. The, I, I'm just there was there, there was no way on Friday night I could have initiated anything with you because I wasn't staying conscious long enough for that. I understand, but see, here's the problem too: is is so instead on Saturday you could have said, "Hey, honey, I'm going to make it up to you." I even had to make, I even had to make a prompt. I had to prompt you on Saturday, going like, "Well, you know, you did miss the last." <laughs> three days that are your days i know saturdays are off day uh, are we gonna make it happen That's, I mean, that is so not how you yes it, it was you just said you know you could make it up today you didn't give all that background maybe you were thinking it but you didn't give all that background okay, when well. you actually brought it up to me and i thought you know what that's not a bad idea well, so well I, I think I, I think it would have been better if you would have said hey honey in the morning or something hey i'm sorry about last <clears> night in the morning what did i do for you i came and saved your blown out tire bottom and bicycle <laughs> no, on no, the not side my, of the road. Not my butt. Blown you, out tire. Oh, okay. I was going to say, nothing on the happened side to my butt. Blown out tire. I came and saved you. I took care of you Saturday morning. You were sitting on the side of the road. You, you took care of me in the sense that you helped, you picked me up because I had mechanical issues. Wasn't like you serviced me or anything. Did I just say that out loud? <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Boy. I think because your mind was all on the mechanical issues with your with your bike. I and know. You're thinking about servicing your bike. Oh uh, man. Moving on. All right. Moving on. I made it up to you. You. I'm just saying it would have been nice if you would have just said, "Hey, Tony. Tonight, okay. I, I I I know last night happened." It would have just it would have just been nice if you would have just acknowledged that. So all day Saturday, I'm not sitting here going, "Are we going to have it? Or are we not? Is she going to just blow this off?" Knowing that you're about to have your your monthly period. period. <laughs> so okay, I'm glad we worked through that online. Thank you. Do you feel better? I feel much better. Do you? Because I'm not. I'm getting the sense that you don't. No, we had sex. I'm good. Then <laughs> <laughs> that well, was last night. Okay. And then you did Palomar today, 100 miles. And then I did Palomar today. Yes, I did. I did a 100-mile bike ride today. Um, Mount Palomar, it's a it's a fun thing that I do. It's, it's a third annual. I don't, I don't know if it was a third annual. I've done it three times. Dun, when dun, was the first dun, time dun. I did that? When I was 33? Your, your birthday. 33rd? 32nd. 34? Let's see. How old was Abby? Was Abby, Abby, Abby was six months old. So she was born in 2005, so that would have been 2006. So, so like 32nd, there. 33rd. 33rd. Yeah. All right. So I've done it three times in the last four years, which is cool. It's a tough one. It's one that actually some of the pros, don't the pros use Palomar as a training? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Down yeah, yeah. here? Yeah. Oh, no. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a hefty ride. I, I'm, I'm feeling it today. All right. Let's share some emails. Yeah. Who cares about my riding? <laughs> We've already talked about the bike. Yeah. And then this email came in. This week from Carrie and Elisa is going to read it because it was, it was uh, sent to her again. It's because of you guys. You guys are sharing the One Extraordinary Marriage podcast. People are finding it, and um, this is what's this is what's going down. And we want to just give you a little insight of what we get on a weekly basis with some emails. And, and I got this at the Ask Elisa at One Extraordinary Marriage um, dot com website or email. And you can you know you can always shoot me an email there. You can shoot one off to Tony at Ask Tony at one extraordinary marriage.com. Um, give you us can a call. call us. 858-57. Oh my goodness. I just 
5663. I haven't said that in a while. We have, I know. We haven't had any phone calls in a while. Give us a call. Probably because I'm not saying 858-876-5663. Give us a call. Give us a call. So here's what Carrie had to say. Dear Lisa, I have just started listening to your podcast. I'm getting ready for lesson eight. I have to tell you on my way to work yesterday morning while listening to the rejection lesson, I swear at one point you screamed, Carrie, I'm talking to you. Hearing Tony talk about how he felt made me realize how my husband must feel. I could close my eyes and picture my husband saying the exact same thing and it made me sad. We've had almost the exact same situation. We were married in our early 20s. We had a healthy baby boy whose name is Andrew, lost our second baby, had another baby boy, then lost another baby. After that losing that second baby, I was mentally shot. After our first miscarriage, I was a nutcase during my entire next pregnancy, worried what I was feeling or lack of feeling. You understand where I'm coming from. Totally do. Those subsequent pregnancies are so hard. And she says, when we got pregnant the last time, I decided instead of worrying and fretting over this, I was going to hand it over to God and let him take care of me. In order for me to prove to God that I was giving him full control, we told people that we were having a baby right away instead of waiting. When I lost that baby, I was mortified. I felt left down, let down. I was angry at God because he didn't protect me. In turn, I took all of that out on my husband and pushed him away. Just the thought of having sex terrified me because I didn't want to risk and chance at all of getting pregnant and possibly losing a third child. This went on for a very long year. Last October, I ended up having a hysterectomy. So needless to say, that worry is gone. But we still have a long journey to getting our marriage back on track. He would do anything for me. He adores me. He just can't fix me. I have started to have those intimate desires again and look forward to being with him now. You and Tony are a true inspiration, and I think you may have just saved my marriage. It took hearing from someone else how my husband was probably feeling. And I'm not declaring our bedroom a rejection-free room. (laughs) Thank you for all that you are doing, and please keep using this ministry to help others. Heaven knows I need you. Take care, and God bless. Carrie, thank you. Mm, Awesome. We've had some other communications this week, and... uh, you know, it's a privilege having you share your story with us. Yeah. Um, there are so many components that I can relate to um, in terms of the miscarriage and struggles with all the mental stuff that you put yourself through on subsequent pregnancies and, and just how you relate to your husband. And I'm so thankful that hearing t- what Tony had to say hmm. w- hit you. That, that it was that wake-up call that you needed for your marriage. Um, you know, and I encourage all of you out there that are listening, you have no idea what your friends are going through. You have no idea if they've just found out that their husband has an addiction to pornography. You have no idea if there are miscarriages in their past. You have no idea if they've been buried up to their eyeballs in debt and don't necessarily know a way out. Just got hit with infidelity issues, Uh, maybe going through infertility issues. Um, If you're very close, sure, you may know this, but if not, sometimes folks just keep the mask on and keep the happy, smiley face going on at church. I mean, we, we know people that have been in these situations and through this community, this one community, have felt 
comfortable whether coming to you know shooting us an email or you know calling directly um, and those obviously are not messages that get played on the air but a lot of it comes out in emails you guys through this community have created a safe place where people can take those masks off partly because we're you know even though you know us so well it's still kind of that anonymous relationship Mm-hmm. We're not sit- necessarily sitting next to you in church on Sunday or going out to dinner with you on Friday night. We want to be that safe place for you. We want you to share these podcasts. We want you to take your mask off with us, though, too. We want you to be real with us. We want you to be transparent. Transparent. And, you know, the next step past transparency is vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And that's when people really start to to look up to you and go, Wow. Um, you know, that's what Elisa and I do each and every week here. It's we're transparent and we're vulnerable. And by doing that in your own community, you'd be surprised at what could happen. And by sharing and just going, Hey, this is what, this is what's happened in my marriage. And this is what's good about it. So do it. You guys keep, keep spreading the word. Keep sharing your stories. Your stories are amazing. Your stories can save somebody else's marriage. And if you are in a church family that has a strong marriage ministry and and you find yourself at a point where you're like, you know what? I think maybe the story could help someone else. Talk to your marriage pastors. Yeah. And say, you know what? Here's where we've been and here's where we're going. Or better yet, grab our book and, and do a small group. There are a lot of different avenues where your story can impact other marriages. Yep. And you guys obviously know our stories very well, but each and every one of you listening has a story that's important. Mm -hmm. And when you are ready, find an outlet for that story. Mm -hmm. You know, if you want to share it with us and you want to be one of our featured, um, your, your marriage. Oh yeah. If you want to do a, your marriage, uh, blog post, by all means, email us and, uh, we'd love to get your story up because that shares and shows what you're going through. Mm -hmm. We're all different. We all have different things going on in our lives. And I think it just, it's, it's amazing to see when we put a, your story up, how well it's received because people out there going, Oh yeah. Oh, I, I've dealt with that and mm-hmm. thank you for sharing that. And, oh, yep. I, I know what that's about. And so that's what it's about. It's about being able to impact other lives. And on the small group note, I just want to say this. Facilitators and leaders are always needed. You don't need to look at yourself as being a leader to lead a small group. You just need to have faith that God's going to put the words in your mouth and that you're going to take people through eight weeks of going of, of intimacy and sharing with what you got going on and sharing from our book. And, you know, take the step and do it. It's eight weeks. It's not, it's not huge. It's about an hour and a half of your time a week. Um, and then you're done. Take it from Elisa and I. We don't do long-term small group studies. Well, we just... <laughs> Our church would love us to be there every week, 52 weeks a year. It's just not who we are. We love to do eight weeks, six to eight week studies, and then we'll take um, three months off and then we'll do it again and typically do two or three a year. Mm -hmm. And so think about it. 
I mean, this book was written with that. And, you know, that was one of the kind of the guiding principles on this book was that it would be small group friendly for you, anyone to pick up and say, you know what? I think the marriages in our church or the marriages in my community would benefit from these principles. So just something to keep in mind. This is the time of year that a lot of churches are looking to start small groups. And um, we know of one that's going to be happening, say, north of Spokane. Yep. Yeah. So north of Spokane, our old stomping grounds. And, um, you know, if you're out there and thinking about it, you've, you've got a copy of the book and you're like, hmm, maybe I could do this. Don't say maybe. We know that you can. And if you do decide to start a small group, let us know. We'd be happy to support you. And if you've got questions... Um, happy to answer those for you and would love to hear the feedback on doing a small group uh, on your small group. So that leads us into the small let's group. Let's talk podcast. about the small group podcast. Here we Part go. Part of it. We are on chapter 11 for those of you following along with your book. And that is Radio Shack to Love Shack. Okay. This chapter is going to get um, some of you are going to be rolling your eyes at us. Because we're gonna we're gonna ruffle a few feathers. I'm gonna tell you up front. We're telling you to take the electronics out of your bedroom. Hence, Radio Shack to Love Shack. That means laptops or computers. That means cell phones. That means televisions. The big one there. I can like feel eyeballs rolling right now mm. as you're listening to this. We have never had a TV in our bedroom. Nope. Ever. We're going on 14 years in a few weeks. We've brought the computers in. Uh, and have since made sure that they don't come yeah, in. Yeah, computers don't. And, you know, a lot of people are like, well, why not even a TV? Because you turn into a blob in front of a TV. <laughs> like Bob? Bob the Blob. Yeah, we're big, you know, DreamWorks fans here. Um when you're sitting in front of a TV, you oftentimes aren't connecting with one another. If you've got the computer in your bedroom, I, I see what happens when we've got the computer in our office and you start on the computer at 830 and suddenly it's 1030. Whoops. Where'd those two hours go? Mm -hmm. uh, legitimately, you could be working for those two hours, but suddenly two hours is gone. There have been studies done talking about how all of these all of the light from all of our electronic gadgets is messing with our circadian rhythms. <laughs> Very interesting stuff. Um, but also just talking about how it really pulls away from the intimacy. Mm -hmm. all, all forms of it. All forms. You know, if, if you're both, are, and Tony and I are guilty of this, there have been times when we've been sitting on the couch and we both have our laptops. And instead of just reaching over and saying, hey, honey, I love you, we'll send each other a little message. Kind of funny. But, but actually hits do, home. Yeah, I, I mean, we I, do it in jest. I think we do it in jest to be funny to so sort of laugh at what where we are. Where we are. Exactly. Yeah. But the reality is, is that that happens a lot more <laughs> than not. And so, you know, first and foremost, really consider getting the electronics out of your bedroom. It's a hard thing. And that's why I'm telling you to do it first so that you can work into it. Um, the other aspects of this chapter clean out your bedrooms okay and this is coming from the quintessential messy spouse yes and, and and we still work on that on a weekly basis on a weekly basis but 
no piles of clothes, no piles of books. Kids' toys definitely don't belong in your bedroom. The the pictures of your family, like your mother-in-law <laughs> and all them, don't need to be up on your dresser. Uh, you know, yes. it, it's time to look at your bedroom as a sanctuary, somewhere where you go and you just go, ah, oh, this is where we, as husband and wife, just to ch- get to chill. It's it's our sanctuary. Now, don't get me wrong. It's not like our kids don't come into our bedroom and get into our bed and all that sort of stuff. But we have set it up so that the paint is very, um, it's earth friendly or it's an earth earthy, tone. Earthy. Yeah, it's like a it's, it's an very earth. soothing green. Yeah. And so when the light is in there just right, I mean, it's just, it's soothing. When we light our candles in there, mm-hmm. it's just, it's romantic. And so a lot of what we, we try and do and, and we're constantly trying to do in our room is just keep it that way. Now, does it always work? Again, Elisa. I'm the messy spouse. You guys know this. Self-confessed, messy person. And we're also needing to get some more pictures up on the walls. Yes, but I think I'm going to order that one. that we From really Costco. Have yeah, it on the they got the, can- the canvas print. That's cool. I, I do have to share. This quote is actually in the book. And I, I think of it every time we talk about this because we when we were doing the original study, the intimacy ignited study during right. our 60 days, um, there was a couple in our, yeah, we, we brought the, we, we brought, brought this up, up way we back. Were, we were having yeah. conversations about it. And, and so we were talking to them and they start laughing. And I'm like, what are you laughing about? Well, here's what they'd said. This was the week after we brought it up. And, uh, she says, we hadn't ever really thought about the fact that there were pictures of the family all over our dresser. Last week, we went home and realized there were lots of people in the pictures who didn't really belong there. We have since moved the pictures and it has dramatically changed the feel of our bedroom. And this couple, they're really good friends. They had left San Diego um, and moved to North Carolina. And so she wrote me we were, when I asked if I could use that quote in the book. She wrote back and said, you'll be happy to know that there is not one single family picture in the bedroom. No in-laws or cousins or uncles, only pictures of us. Wedding pictures that were never out before are now displayed prominently. That's cool. And I love this because when they were relaying the story to us originally about going home and seeing all these family pictures... I mean, they were, there's like grandmas in the bedroom and, yeah. you know, cousins and stuff. And, and I'm thinking, oh yeah, because I want to roll over as much as I love my grandmother. I don't want to roll over in the middle of intimacy with my husband and see my sex. grandmother. Yeah. Well, it's not always sex. Right. I don't want her to see my backside naked. Oh, that too. Although you do have a nice naked backside. Thank you very much. There you go. But I'm just saying, it's just one of those things. Make it, make your room exciting for you guys. Do, I mean, heck, if you're the type of person who wants a, one of those four post. Four poster bed. Four, four poster bed. <laughs> you can tell Tony doesn't even know what he's talking about. He's no, like, just I, I just know it looks post. cool because you can put like those sheer mm-hmm. you know it looks like really sexy type of deal yeah looks cool we don't I mean, go for, for that. we don't um one thing elisa and i did some years back we bought ourselves an eastern king uh, bed yes, our bed because we had been living or sleeping on a queen size bed and which, nothing which is nothing with wrong with size. it but we had the opportunity to sleep on a king size bed eastern king which is wider not longer so it's wider and <laughs> 
it was just heavenly. We were just like, oh, this is so nice. And we started saving. We're like, oh, we got to get one. And so we saved and we saved as fast Financial as we intimacy. could. Financial <laughs> intimacy. Yes. We, we, we got on a goal and we, we saved and saved. And then we, we found uh, one of the places here locally. They're having a big old sale. And we went in there. And we found one with its nice pillow top. Oh, and yeah. it's just, it's big. And we got our space. And it's just awesome. So you look into... You know, if if a, a new bed is needed, look into that. Come up with a goal, plan for it, save for it. It is something that you guys are working together. Sell stuff. It's you your know? bed. You it's, spend a lot of time together, and it's amazing when you have a nice bed like that. How making love is just awesome. And to go along with that, sheets. Uh, yeah, plushy sheets too. Well, we have plushy sheets. Um, I'm just saying they're 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 nice or like soft. But I, but not. Dude, everybody I sound likes like a point. chick. You are kind of bringing out your feminine side. Dude, what's up? Although, I, hey, I, I you will like say our it. bed? I love it. So I, I mean, I mean I'll, actually, I'll sound like I'll sound like a chick right now. We've um, gotten to the point where our bed and bedroom is such a sanctuary that like we can go to a nice hotel and we're actually happy to come back to our own bed. Yeah. Oh yeah, we we both I mean, definitely are. That's where we've, you know, and that, and that's a suggestion too. I mean, think about, you know, if you've gone to a nice hotel and the atmosphere that you've been in there, right. think about that and try and recreate it in your bedroom. You don't have to go crazy. You can find deals. Yeah. And you if you want to go crazy, go crazy. Go crazy. But you, you're going to sleep on this bed, you know, I mean, I think the average mattress, I don't know this for sure, but I mean, I hear people talk, they have their mattresses like 10, 15, 20 years. Yeah. So it's a long-term investment. Mm-hmm. Spend money to be comfortable. It's worth it. Nice sheets. You All you need is like one or two pairs of nice sheets. You're sleeping on them every night. Yeah, like the sheets we have are like perfect because you can have a sheet and then a comforter. But when it's when it's just not super cold, we can throw the comforter off, but the sheets still keep you warm. And then in yeah. the fall when the windows are open and that nice little cool breeze coming in, you just snuggle on up in there. My sheets were worth s- every penny. And they really weren't all that expensive. You don't snuggle up to me much anymore. That's the only that's the only disadvantage of of an Eastern King is that it's so wide. Elisa's like, eh. I'll we we have the, equi- the we bed. have the equivalent of two twin beds, right? A- and we use our space. I because yeah. I partly because I like to sleep on the edge of the bed, so I'm on my edge and Tony's uh, on my edge, on his edge, and yep, yeah. Anyway, so so walk around your bedroom. Yeah. You know, after you've listened to this, you get home tonight or tomorrow morning or whenever it is for you, walk into your bedroom and just stand there. Turn around and look. See what things are distractions. See what things make you feel like, ugh, I don't really want to be in here because of this. Right. You know, and have that conversation with your spouse. What can we do to make this our sanctuary? Yep. So that's, I'm not going to beat a dead horse. Take some time this week to make your But she's going to keep beating it. I'm going to beat it because <laughs> right, it 12. makes a difference. All right. Chapter 12. A little romance. Yes. Physical intimacy. Yes. This is, this is going to vary from couple to couple. But when you were dating, he or she did something, did things for you that just like made your stomach do the flip-flops or... Brought a tear to your eye. Brought a tear to your eye. Made you call all your girlfriends and say, "You are not gonna believe what he just did for me. He left a car on my wi- a card on my windshield, and I, you know, I came out at lunch, and there was this sweet little card with a rose, or 
you know, he sent me three red roses for Valentine's Day when I didn't think I was getting anything. Tony did that our first Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Um, you did things for one another. You did these little, these little things that may have fallen by the wayside. If you've been married, you know, like longer than a week. <laughs> once life starts to, uh, once the honeymoon's over. Mm-hmm. Um, because you get busy and sometimes you forget that, you know, your husband likes to hear that he's a good looking guy. In my case, Tony just tells himself. So I, <laughs> <laughs> I still love it when you tell me that. I know you've just, t- we've got to take a picture of those glasses for this week. No, I'm not. No, last week we said we we're going to take pictures and then Mary, thank you, Mary. Yeah. For telling us that uh, we forgot to put that picture up. See that 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 just tells you how much sometimes we just forget stuff, and it's not that we mean to, but we do. Maybe put that in the show notes I, if I'm, you want to. I'm do getting it. it right now. Okay. So you keep talking about a little romance because I can't type, talk and think about the next thing all at the same time. Okay, guys, a little romance. One of the biggest things are words of affirmation. Um, I think those are huge. Our wives want to uh, want to know that we appreciate them and not just sexually, not just the, Hey baby, let's, let's get it on. Ha ha ha. Let's, you know, I think they want to hear a little bit more from us. So it's more of the, Hey hun, I appreciate you cooking the dinner or that was a fantastic, you know, thing you did there or honey, I just appreciate you cleaning up the house. And that might be even you guys doing it together, but saying it and letting her know that you appreciate her. Mm Mm-hmm. I just have this sense that women just enjoy hearing that they look beautiful. That's a true sense. I'm glad you have that sense. You know, I, I, I think that our wives are in tune when we're not saying these little things, doing these little things in, an, in, in a non-sexual way. It's the touch that just says, hey, babe, I appreciate what you've done. It's not even appreciate, but it's it's that little touch that just goes, hey. I love you. Yeah. And it's not the, hey, babe, let's get it on touch, which, hey, I I do often. And, (laughs) you know, I I falter and I mess up as well because sometimes I'm like, let's just go for the, let's just go for the gusto. Let's not worry about all the little romancy stuff. Let's just get it done. And Elisa's thinking, screw you. Um, (laughs) No, that's not what I'm thinking. No, you're not thinking that, but you're saying that. Um, I am tired. I've been around the kids all day. I've cleaned the house. I've done dinner. Um, I've put Abby to bed. I've done this. I've done that. I don't want to do anything. So get off of me. So the little romance that we do throughout the day, throughout the weeks, throughout the months, it's just it's just pouring in a little bit and a little bit more and a little bit more. And it helps... So when we do want to have sex or Got physical intimate, yeah, it, well, and, and, and it sort of builds upon each other. Mm-hmm. So, well, and, and that, that goes both ways because, you know, I try and do the same thing with you, you know, just acknowledging how much I appreciate the fact that you are the provider for our family. Mm-hmm. And it's a very big deal to me that our kids understand that too, Yeah, that they acknowledge that and appreciate that. And, you know, we all like to hear we're doing a good job. Right. You know, 
I, I might not necessarily like to clean up the kitchen, but if he says, you know what, honey, I really appreciate that you cleaned the kitchen. I'm like, oh, well, you know what? That really wasn't so bad <laughs> because at least he saw that I did it or, you know, he walked in. He's like, oh, the kitchen's done. Thanks for doing it. So I don't have to or taking out the garbage or, you know, whatever, whatever you can do in the little ways to serve your spouse, serving your spouse goes a long way to creating romance. Mm-hmm. And we talked about that in episode, I don't know. One of our previous episodes. <laughs> we've ta- you know, We're getting to the point where you know, we're almost to 40. Re- I know. I don't remember these episodes. We're almost to 40. I, I, we're probably going to start cataloging them or something. Um, but it's... An it's, Attitude of Service, uh, episode 16. Look at him. Quick on the draw. Wow. Okay. It's the little things. Romance is all about the little things. And you're probably sitting there listening to us wherever you are right now in your car, at your office, at your desk, at home. And you're thinking, you know what? I haven't done this in a long time. Guess what you should do today? You should put whatever this is into play for your spouse. Whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Have you stopped calling just to say I love you? Did you used to always you know, buy a card, you know, once a week or bring home flowers on Friday or, you know, what, what did you used to do that you don't do anymore? That says, I love you. That says, I'm thinking about you. That says you matter to me. Or start doing something new. I mean, there's nothing wrong with going out of your comfort zone and doing something new. I mean, try it, talk about it. It may be something that just sparks the both of you. And you're just like, wow, this is really cool. This this is something that we needed to do. It could be sexting. It could be doing the I love you because. That's a good one. You know, it could be posting something, you know, once, twice, three times a week up on Facebook. If you're using social media in those arenas, just letting your spouse know and everybody in their circle know that you love them. We should um, ask that question this week. What little things do you do to show your spouse you love them? All right, we'll put that I'm, down I'm and we'll put down. that for question of the week. So you guys can all be thinking about it now when you see it post up on the Facebook page. So uh, there, there's so much and I know there's there's only so much time in the day. But again, it's, it's the little things. It doesn't have to be huge. A lot of what Elise and I do in our marriage each and every week are not extravagant. They're not grandioso. They're not out of this world. They're just the little things that just keep us going and, you know, coming up in a month, we're going on 14 years. And I'll tell you, the last two years are better than the first 12. Yeah. And it's just because we made a commitment to each other to doing some little stuff. Little things here and there. All right, 60 days of sex was sort of big. Seven <laughs> so days, that was a big one. Seven days of sex is sort of big. Twice. Twice. And we'll be doing a third time here in February. But you know what? It's all the little stuff that we do do week in and week out that lead us to those. Uh-huh. Absolutely. And so, you know, think about it this week. We, we've, we've thrown some things on you that you can really do. One, what can you do in your bedroom? What can you change up? What can you get rid of? What can you just say? This is a no electronic zone, you know? And two, what are some little things that you can do to spice up your romance? It might mean just throwing on the candles for dinner time. 
If you don't have kids, you're going to burn down the house. Our, or Our kids are very good with the candles at dinner. They time. are. It's no, after no, dinner that becomes a problem, but during right. dinner, they're very good. But I'm just saying, there, there's just some things that I think, if you think outside the box, ask some questions to your friends, find out what they're doing, see what they've done, and start, you know, write them down, post them out there, ask some questions on Twitter if you're on Twitter, on Facebook, what do you do, what are some little things you do, get some new ideas, mm-hmm. and then Pick one, pick two. You yeah, don't, don't go to, crazy. You don't need to go crazy, guys. I mean, remember, simple is better. You know, Elise and I really believe in the KISS um, acronym in our marriage. Keep it simple, stupid. I mean, we don't need to go crazy. I mean, we got enough going on in our lives. But when it comes to our marriage, let's just keep it simple. But we know that by keeping it simple, we're still showing each other love. Mm-hmm. We're still showing each other that we care about each other, that we, w- we desire each other, that we want deeper intimacy with each other. So you can make it happen. Yeah. I, I you know, I, I look forward to hearing from you guys this week on, on both of these chapters because mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're chock full of things of action items. Yeah. These two, you know, these two chapters, you can walk, like I said, you can walk into your bedroom today and make a difference in making it more of a sanctuary than it is right now. Mm-hmm. You can do one thing today or this week to add a little romance to your marriage. These two chapters are all about being active. And so I invite you this week, um, I invite you this week to share. Yeah, Either what you're some... doing or what you re- reckon, you know, you walked into your bedroom and you're like, oh yeah, give us a call and tell us about that or shoot us an email. I, I really think there's going to be a lot of discussion um, on these two and I, I want to hear from you. I want to hear what you're changing in your bedroom. I want to hear what romantic, little romantic things, the simple things that you're doing for each other. Mm-hmm. You know, let's share those with the community. I'm going to, we're going to put the question up. I already wrote it down so Tony doesn't forget. Um, is that gonna, that's going to go up on Friday though. That'll that's go up on Friday. Okay. What little things can you do to, sh- or what little things do you do to show your spouse you love them? Right. But this goes up, this is going to be up before that. So leave your comments in below this, it, you know, and if it's on your iPod, come back, leave a comment, let us know what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. Let's get it out there. Let, let's, let, let's share Talk Let's to your learn. friends on Facebook. You know, make this yeah. a Facebook discussion. Say, hey, I'm listening to these guys and they're talking about this. What are you doing? Right. What are you doing? Let's let's get the discussion going on this one because I, quite honestly, would love to have some new ideas. Yeah. On I, things w- to always. do. We're always looking for new information. So um, keep us in the loop this week. And, and, you know, again, thank you so much, all of you that are sharing this podcast you know, we say it often, but you are, you're making a difference in your friends' marriages, whether you know it or not. Right. And helping to build stronger marriages is a phenomenal gift that you are giving other people by being part of this community. And so I I know Tony thanked you at the beginning and I'm thanking you now as we get ready to close. But when you get the emails and the messages like we get during the week, you can't help but be amazed at what this community is doing to strengthen marriages 
not only in our country, but around the world, because we are starting to have an international presence. Yep. So thank you guys. Love you guys. <laughs>